our mind intercepts ideas. Like they are not ours. We do not own them. We're a match for them. And so they fly into our conscious mind and we interpret them, right? We interpret the vibrational language, if you will, as a thought in our mind. So it's not our doing. It's just something that we were a match for that decided to implant itself in our consciousness. And then we can say, yes, I want this or no, I do not want this. For some of the most pivotal years of my life, tears were tucked back and hidden behind a masquerade of being tough. Being a warrior, someone who could hustle, work hard, and get things done. But it wasn't until I started to get more in tune with who I really am that things took off in my business. Welcome to I Might Cry, a podcast exploring how heart, mind, body, and spirit are all deeply woven into the way we do business. With guest interviews from experts in business strategy, therapy, emotional intelligence, the human body, and so much more. I'm your host, Elizabeth Marks of Almond Leaf Studios. I've been capturing luxury weddings around the globe for decades and now have the privilege of educating others on how to build and grow profitable business doing what they love. I'm on a journey of self-discovery, of becoming more of the uniquely beautiful, messy, and complex human that I was created to be. And I want to invite you to do the same. Join me on this adventure of uncovering the walls we've built that keep us stuck in patterns of limitation so that we can journey into living life with arms and hearts wide open. Let's venture into this together. Thank you so much for being on today, Madison. I am so excited to get to know you and hear more about what you do. For those of you that are listening, Madison actually reached out to me and wanted to connect, just kind of hearing a little bit of my journey and what I have been pursuing, just trying to like, I don't know, live life and see the world differently and experience the world in a more free, open, beautiful way. And it's been a wonderful ride. So I'm so excited that you reached out. I'm excited to get to know you and to chat to have this conversation. So tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do. Yeah, I'm excited too. Thanks, Elizabeth, for having me. I love connecting with new women. So fun. And it's so refreshing to speak with. I mean, we've done so many podcasts now, but it's so refreshing to speak with women all over the world who are kind of like awakening to this new way of being free and embracing their uniqueness and their individuality and their vulnerability. So I'm really excited to have this conversation. My name's Madison Rose Del Masso. I started my journey, I guess, like my awakening journey, my personal development journey when I was 19. I met Bob Proctor, who was in the movie The Secret and wrote the book, You Were Born Rich. He's done work with Tony Robbins, John Maxwell. He's been all over the globe. He used to actually work with Earl Nightingale, who was mentored by Napoleon Hill, who wrote the book, Think and Grow Rich. So the lineage there is just really, really cool. And it dates back to the first personal development recordings that were actually launched that created the personal development industry. So it's so cool. But I got introduced to Bob and he started asking me questions about who I am and what I want and who I want to become and questions I had never asked myself, Mm -hmm. you know, at 19 years old, almost graduating college, no idea what I wanted. And so I just started to entertain the questions, entertain his thought process, how he thought, like his worlds, started studying with him closely. And fast forward six years I've now created my own business, essentially helping women in business achieve their dreams through understanding the law of attraction, through understanding their mind, the laws of how the world operates and getting what they want. 
So that's what I do. I don't have like a crazy niche, like niches freak me out, but (laughs) I do help women in business get what they want and achieve their dreams. So that's awesome. Did you grow up in an environment where like that was pretty normal or was that all like brand new way of seeing the world, a new way of thinking? Yeah, that's a good question. Both my parents were entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. but they were traditional blood, sweat and tears entrepreneurs. Yeah. My mom owned a cleaning business from the time she was 16 on. Wow. Okay. She was a hustler. My dad was in GE until he was, I think, 28 or so, got laid off and got forced to start his own construction business. So my upbringing, dad was in construction, working his bum off, and mom was in a cleaning business, working her bum off. And I actually helped her clean a few houses when I was younger and stuff. And then she hired a team and now obviously she doesn't clean floors or scrub toilets anymore, but she still has the business. And for a long time, she was doing everything in it and same for my dad. So they kind of gave me the scary entrepreneur (laughs) version, Yeah, you know, like me graduating college, I was like, oh my gosh, like, I don't want to do that. That looks hard. It looks awful. It looks like you have to spend six figures in order to build a business to start. Yeah. They were hustlers. They worked really hard. What was that journey like for you? Like, I know for me, I've witnessed a lot of like, I've been noticing that I have a lot of beliefs that are like, in order to deserve the money I make, I need to work really hard for that. And I can hear that. Like, I'm not hearing that in the way that you're speaking about it, but I'm hearing that that was a part of your story, right? Like you witnessed that that might be true. So you probably had some kind of belief along the way that you've had to undo, or maybe you're still undoing it or reframing it. What has that journey been like for you? I definitely had that belief. So when I started getting into this information, I really was like, no way, this is not going to work for me. It can't possibly be this easy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I need like a career. I need a job. Like I need something tangible to do. So I was working a lot. I was a nanny. I was a server. And then I was just picking up like random stuff. I was my dad's assistant for his four businesses at the time. And so my belief was very similar to yours, where I was like, if I'm not working, I'm not earning. Mm -hmm. And the whole online space was kind of just emerging like six years ago with like online coaching and, or I was just becoming aware of it, that it existed. Mm -hmm. But yeah, my whole belief was, no, you have to work an hour to get paid an hour. You know, you have to clock in. I mean, that's what the education system teaches us to do and how to live and how to earn money. Like it teaches us that we need to work for someone in order to earn something, or it's terrifying going the opposite direction on your own. God Mm -hmm. forbid you become an entrepreneur. It's so scary. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like, that was my ultimatum kind of, it was like, you either work for somebody else or you do this scary, lonely path of entrepreneurship. And my example of entrepreneurship was not ideal. You know what I mean? It was the old hard way. So I was really in a place where I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know what my purpose was. I didn't know how I was going to earn money. And I definitely didn't want to be in a 40 to 50 year career doing Mm -hmm. the same thing. Like the idea of that was crazy to me. Mm -hmm. I was like, how do I put myself in a box for 50 to 60 years? Mm -hmm. That just sounds inhumane. So I was, I was lost. I had a lot of work to do at that point. And what about now? Now it's gone. Now it's gone. Now it's shattered. (laughs) Oh yeah. Now it's shattered. What was that transition like? 
Was there like a big aha moment or was it like a lot of little steps? How did? No, I never had like people talk about breakthroughs or like Mm -hmm. this one day everything changed. No, I didn't have any of that. I just kind of looked back and said, holy cow, look what I've become. Look what I'm earning and look how I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. But I will tell you what I did on a daily basis that paved the way for that transition, if you will. Yeah. So once I started studying with Bob, I studied every day. Every single day I was studying the mind. I was studying manifestation. I was studying the law of attraction. I was studying humans. Like, how do we think? Why do we think what we think? I was studying metaphysics. I mean, I was just a sponge. I started studying anything and everything that I could around the mind and how we create intentionally. I attended every seminar that Bob offered. I attended everything that I could get my hands on. I was just in absorption mode Mm -hmm. and then obviously had to apply it. So I was still serving and nannying and working for my dad as an assistant when I started applying the information where I finally said, you know what? I'm so young, you know, 20 years old now at that point, I've got nothing to lose. You know, I'm living with my parents. Like, let's be real. Like every dollar I spent wasn't going into personal development, everything. It was Mm -hmm. like gas, alcohol, and personal development. (laughs) (laughs) Alcohol with friends, not like a problem or anything, just socially. (laughs) Yeah. And personal development. And so I started studying every single day. I started applying it, even though I didn't believe that it could work for me, even though I didn't believe that it could be that easy. I didn't believe it was possible for me. Like my beliefs were really stacked against me. But what I held on to was Bob one time said to me, he was like, do you believe that I believe in this? And I was like, yeah, I do. You preached all over the damn world. Yeah, I believe you believe in it. (laughs) And he said, well, why don't you just borrow my belief in you until you have it yourself? And so I, I did that. I did that. And I just, every day I remember like, it's okay that I don't believe it today, but maybe I'll believe it tomorrow. It's okay that I don't believe it this month. Maybe I'll believe it next month. And I just didn't give up studying. I knew and I wanted it so bad. Like I wanted to live a life of freedom, Mm -hmm. financial, yes, time, yes. But just me being me, like I just wanted to be free. Yeah. You've mentioned a couple of times you said, like, didn't believe that it could be that easy. Will you unpack a little more? Like, what do you mean by that? What's it? Elaborate a little more. I'm curious. I didn't believe that life could be easy. Mm. We grow up hearing like so many horror stories. At least I did. I had amazing, I have amazing parents. I have an amazing family, but the masses of people, the collective loudest vibration that's going on then and now is fear, doubt, worry, lack, envy, greed, jealousy. It's nothing to do with heaven on earth. It's nothing to do with like having the kingdom here for you to experience. It's all you got to work. You've got to suffer. You've got Mm -hmm. to do your due diligence because people are going to screw you over. You've got to have eyes all around your head so that you make sure that you're not taken advantage of or some people are really bad. So when you go out, you have to, you know, and you do, you have to be careful. You have to whatever, but I mean, it was excessive for me. So it didn't unpack overnight. I mean, it didn't go away overnight. It just slowly, but surely as I started understanding and adopting new ways of thinking, I think my old paradigms and limitations and beliefs started stripping away. I think the personal development industry gives a really weird impression on people that they need to have this massive breakthrough or this massive, even Bob, right? He preaches paradigm shifting or this massive paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Like I spent years looking for a paradigm shift. I didn't get one. It's something that after it happens, you look back and you say, wow, look how differently I think now. Look how differently I live my life now. Look how differently I operate now. Look how differently I treat people now. Look how differently I earn money now. But it's something that happens as you drown out the old ways of thinking and you start to think new patterns of thought and you start to memorize new ways of thinking about money, about time, about people, about love, about freedom, that slowly but surely those old thoughts lose their power and these new ones gain strength. With my clients, I'll use the analogy of like a really strong river and like a little stream going through the sand. Like when you first start your journey in personal development and becoming whoever you want to become or your awakening, so to speak, mind you, any of these words that I'm saying would have freaked me out six years ago, but (laughs) I'm with you. (laughs) I'm like, I'm on this crazy train and it's so exciting. And yeah, there's so much hope and possibility. And also I would have been terrified of these words like years ago. And I'm like, I can't get enough. It's so good. (laughs) I would have ran away from this podcast, but yeah, (laughs) please say if you're listening, it's good. (laughs) Um, So if you think about a little stream like trickling through sand, it has no power. And if you stop putting water down it, it's just going to dissipate into the sand. It's just going to become nothing again. All the while you have this rapid, this river with this momentous like energy and water flowing through it. And it's like ever flowing and you just can't really stop. You'd have to put up a freaking dam to stop it. Even then there's so much resistance and pressure, it's going to break through. Mm -hmm. So the way you can think about your ways of thinking that you've been programmed to think like because you didn't choose your thought patterns. They were given to you. And you start deliberately choosing and intentionally deciding what your new thought patterns are going to be about how you want to live your life and what you want to believe and what you want to be true for you. It's literally like ignoring the rapid and giving all of your attention to this little freaking stream, even though the rapids are so loud. Mm. And if you do that for a long enough period of time and you commit yourself to saying, okay, I see you rapid, but my attention's going over here. I Mm -hmm. see you, but this is where we're going. Slowly but surely over time, the rapid will lose its power and the stream will grow. And then you'll look back and say, oh my God, Mm -hmm. it's just a little stream in the back of my mind now where things chirp up sometimes. But other Mm -hmm. than that, we're flowing in this new direction. And wow, look how much I've changed. Oh, I love that. I was thinking about questions that I wanted to talk about and I was like, okay, we're going to talk about this word manifestation. Mm-hmm. I have been diving into, you know, a lot of it kind of practicing kind of behind the scenes again, years ago would have been freaked out by even the word. And now here we are sharing it publicly. <laughs> Can we just pause for a minute? I would love to hear how you define manifestation. Manifestation is the process of which you get an idea from the superconscious. And you decide to entertain the idea and the idea manifests to and through you as a physical being. And then you experience it in the physical realm or even in simpler terms, manifestation is just turning a thought into a thing. But with that limited definition, I believe that people have gotten the wrong understanding of thought to think because the word thought sounds like it stems from the human mind and it doesn't our mind intercepts ideas. Like they are not ours. We do not own them. We're a match for them. And so they fly into our conscious mind and we interpret them, right? We interpret the vibrational language, if you will, as a thought in our mind. So it's not our doing. It's just something that we were a match for that decided to implant itself in our consciousness. 
And then we can say, yes, I want this or no, I do not want this. And when you say, yes, I do want this, then you begin the process of manifestation, turning a godly thought to a physical thing so that you can experience it. I think another big misconception of it, though, is that people believe that it's their doing that like, especially in religious circles, people think that the word manifestation is like evil or like going against God's word or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's just a word that happens to describe the process of turning God's word into a physical thing, which are both mm-hmm. God, universe. You know, mm-hmm. it's all the same thing. So that's the best way that I can put it to date. Yeah, I love that. You talked earlier too, you talked about like having heaven on earth. And I think that's something really interesting. I haven't heard a lot of other people talk about that. My husband does a lot. We both come from, you know, very religious backgrounds. And he talks a lot about like just in our life and we're talking about just enjoying our life, you know, that like, what if we could actually experience heaven on earth, like right here, right now? What if we can choose in this moment, heaven or hell every day, all day long? Like, what if it's something that instead of getting angry at my daughter because she spilled something on the floor, you know, I could instead be like, hey, babe, it's okay. Look, we live in a world of plenty and we can pour more. Like, let's clean it up together and make it a game. And just those little itty bitty choices all day long of how we respond to things. And and I say that too, and like have compassion for myself for those moments of when I do get angry and try to, you know, forgive myself for those moments yeah. too. And tapping has been a huge tool for me with that, where, you know, I'll kind of work through like, even though I feel this, even though I feel this, I deeply and completely love and accept and forgive myself. And I will feel things shift within me, especially with my nervous system, like heart going from like racing, you know, fast paced to like, okay, like we're good. It just feels like the world opens up and you just, your eyes see everything so differently. Like things are brighter, colors are richer. Like it just, I don't know, it feels so different when you're living in that space of really trying to invite more heaven into your life every single day in every moment and recognizing the choice that we have to play a role in that. You know, it's almost this, I was thinking like co-conspiration, like, but it's like more of a dance, like you're, you know, facilitating it along with the universe of like, this is the one life that we get to live and we can live in fear our whole lives and worry and give in to doubt, or we can choose to see things differently. And it's an ongoing choice. I feel like in my perception, like it's, I haven't experienced like I've arrived and now I never have to deal with that worry or I never have to deal with these like, you know, fear or frustration or any of that. But it just feels like this ongoing invitation to like see the world differently, an invitation for more heaven on earth instead of more hell on earth. And then seeing how that has a ripple effect in our lives and in our communities, in our world. You know, I think if we could all do away with fear a little bit more and lean more into good and beauty and truth this world could look very different so now I'm like on my soapbox (laughs) no I completely agree I think it's a really important conversation and I do believe I'll start by saying I do not believe that we have to croak in order to experience heaven I believe that we can experience heaven here on earth and I do believe that there's a huge awakening going on right now we are aware of more negative things now as a entity like consciousness you know together collectively as a human whatever we are than we've ever known of before we have social media channels we have news i roll my eyes but (laughs) we have so much outlet for communication now that we didn't always have and so now more than ever more people know about what needs to be fixed and what needs to be different and although it seems really chaotic right now even in our individual lives in our local space but also 
you know, universally all over, all over, like there's a lot of themes, like there's a lot of chaos, but within that comes a lot of clarity and room for improvement and room to redecide on what we want as a collective whole and then also what we want individually. So I absolutely do believe that we can always be chasing what it means for us to live in heaven on earth. And mm. we're humans and we're, I think we're all in the awakening process. Some are earlier, some are later, some are don't even know what it means. Some of them are running from it like I used to. <laughs> um, but I think it's a really beautiful process of always saying, okay, wow, well, how can I give myself more grace for how I've been acting? What do I know and how can I integrate that? I know that it makes sense to always think love, peace, fulfillment, joy, happiness, plenty, abundance. I know that when I think those thoughts, I feel good. I know that when I feel good, I'm aligned. I know that when I feel good, I'm in alignment with God, with source, right? I know these things. And then life is like the integration of those things and giving ourselves grace, like you said, for when we fall short and celebrating and feeling really good and continuing it when we're in it. I'm interrupting this episode briefly to invite you to join me for my digital at-home workshop to help you uncover limiting beliefs that hold you back from achieving your dreams. To access it, go to almondleafstudios.com forward slash limiting beliefs. Light a candle, grab a pen, get cozy with the printable workbook and a 40-minute workshop that will help invite you to take a look at the ways that your subconscious beliefs might be hindering the goals you have in your business. Again, go to almondleafstudios.com forward slash limiting beliefs to get your free access today. Now back to the show. Tell me a little more. I know you talk about the law of attraction. Can you Mm -hmm. explain what that is, how it works, what you'd like to teach about it? What do we need to know about the law of attraction? The law of attraction is essentially, I like to think of it as like a universal, like manager of operations. So the law of attraction in my world and my teachings comes after source, comes after God. You can think of it as like God's modus operandi, which just means the laws that which God or universe works through. I say God, I'm, I, I just do. You could say God, universe, light, source, ether, infinite intelligence, consciousness, call it what you will. It's all the same thing. But the law of attraction is a law, one of many, that God works through, that we have order through. The way that the law... The, the way that the law of attraction works, sometimes my mind gets ahead of my mouth, you know, (laughs) all the time happens to me all the time. (laughs) The way that it works is we're all vibrational beings, which means we're all in motion. If you took a microscope and looked at our finger at the smallest level of what we can see with the eye, it's moving. And so if the smallest level is moving, then the biggest parts of us are moving, but we just look like we're still, but we're really in motion because everything's in motion that means we have a vibrational standpoint to our physical body. So we are in always a vibrational standpoint because we have a vibration. That means that we exist on frequencies. Okay. Outside of our body, this is all talking about like spirit, soul, energy. This is what lives like within this vessel that we call our body, right? We're getting deep here. But because we have a vibrational standpoint, that means we exist on a frequency, just like a radio station, right? Certain channels of a radio station exists on certain frequencies that we dial into. When we dial into the frequency, we can hear the radio station play clearly. If we're one off or one below, then it's staticky, it's chaotic, we can't really hear. We are just like a radio station. So our bodies, our physical beings, our spiritual beings, right? Our vibrational standpoint can tune to different frequencies 
in order to attract different realities into our lives. So it's important to understand that the way that you feel, like I feel happy, I feel sad, I feel mad, I feel angry, I feel joy, I feel blessed, I feel pe- I feel peace, is an indicator of what vibration you're in. So the better you feel, the higher vibrational standpoint you're in. The worse you feel, the lower vibrational standpoint you're in. They go hand in hand. They're the same thing, just different words. When you're in a high vibration, you can think of it as like, okay, you've opened up the gates. Like you said, you see colors differently. You feel like your world's opened a little bit, right? You're enlightened a little bit. You're a little bit lighter. You're walking a little bit better. Your posture's a little bit more relaxed, whatever it may be for you. At that point in time, you've now put yourself in a space energetically where you're available to attract things that will support what it is that you want. So all the things that you've ever desired in your entire life are in this thing. I like, I don't know, I call it a dream tank. And God knows, universe knows what it is that you've been collecting over time of what you want your life to look like and how you want things to be. When you're in that high vibrational standpoint, you're opening the gates essentially for the law of attraction to work on your behalf to bring you what it is that you want. But the law of attraction can only respond to the vibration you're in. So most people are sitting around and they're like, I want ponies and rainbows and unicorns. And they're like, please get me ponies and rainbows and unicorns. And they're asking from this desperate place. When you're asking from a desperate place, you're in a very low vibration. So you're asking for one thing and they're going in your dream tank, right? That's building. You're putting it out there, sure. But because you're not on the vibrational standpoint, you're not in the vibration that you need to be in to put yourself on the frequency that those things exist on. You're not going to get them. You're going to keep getting what you're feeling and what you're meaning and not what you want. They exist on different frequencies. You can't get there from there. You have to be able to calibrate yourself vibrationally to the frequency of what you want so that law of attraction can say, here you go. You know, the law of attraction doesn't care about us. It doesn't care about what we want or our desires or dreams. It just is. It just operates based off of who we're being and what we're feeling. So would you also say like, you know, we all know people in our lives that maybe have, you know, played larger roles than others at different times and different seasons that have just kind of lived this, this life where all you hear is complaining, you know, and you hear this worry and you hear fear. And then it seems like that's always their experience too. And so they're saying, well, of course, I'm always afraid of this because this always happens to me. So we just talked about like the good, you know, like being that kind of high vibration. But when you're in the low vibration standpoint, are you also attracting more of that as well? Like, I don't want to even call it bad because I don't think it is bad. But, you know, experiences that are going to almost like that proof, you know, like you you set into motion this idea of like, hey, I have this fear that this might happen. And then all of a sudden it becomes a reality, you know, that the world around you starts to actually make that fear become true. Just like it's possible to say, hey, I really want this amazing thing. My heart is just really longing for it. I want this to be true. I would love to manifest this. And that that could be possible as well. Do you feel like it works both ways, like on the high vibration and low vibration? Yeah, because the law of attraction doesn't care about what you want, only cares about who you're being and what you're asking for. And to be super clear, what you're asking for is not what you say. Mm. It's what you feel about what you say. So a lot of people, right? Money is a really big thing right now in our world, like success equals money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so a lot of people want money, but a lot of people are asking for more money from a place of desperation and annoyance that they don't have it. And when you ask from that standpoint, you don't get 
more money, you get more of the complaining about it, more of the not having it, more of the things to support your vibration, your vibrational standpoint when it comes to money. So if bills come in and you don't like paying the bills, if opportunities come up to invest and you say things like, oh, can't do that, or I don't have the money or things like that, and you feel emotionally attached to those words, then you're going to get more of that experience here and not the experience that your heart longs for. So a really great thing to do if you find yourself in a place where your vibration you're feeling where you're feeling towards something is just really crappy. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, oh, with this thing, this person, this situation, I just, oh, it grinds my gears. A really great place to start with something that's that emotionally like ingrained in you is I hope it gets better. Mm. I hope it's different. I would love it to be different. I hope it can be different. You mean that. Mm -hmm. You mean that and you feel that. And you hope that hope is a lot higher than envy, greed, jealousy, resentment, any of those things. Hope is neutral. I hope. Mm. And from a neutral standpoint, things will start to shift. Law of attraction will bring you more neutral things to support that new feeling that you're in. From neutral, you can get better and better and better and better and better. But some people are starting from the depths of the depths when it comes to certain things. And they're wanting so badly to get out of it. But because their present circumstances and what they're seeing, right, in this dimension are not supporting what they want, they cannot help but get pulled more into that vortex spiral of not what they want. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Joe Dispenza and his yeah, work? Very. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like for me, I mean, I can get on board with like the ideas of all of this so easily, but my husband is definitely more skeptical with some of it. So when I started listening to some of Joe Dispenza's work, I was like, you have to hear this stuff. You know, we were listening to like book on tape as I was driving and I was like, babe, I'm not going to lie. I love you. And I totally want to sit here and have a conversation, but I really want to listen to the next chapter of this book. Can we just put it on together? That particular chapter that we were listening to happened to be a study, like a case study that he had done and talking about like kind of the energetics of all of this and how it works and some different experiments that he had done. I won't even try. I'll probably butcher the experiment if I tried to articulate it. But it was really fascinating to, you know, have like the scientific perspective on all of this that you're talking about, you know, like it, it sounds very woo, I think to a lot of people that might be listening, they're like, wait, whoa, what? Like, hold up, we're we're going where we're talking about what, like, this could actually be reality, but hearing some of the science behind it, and I think that you probably do have a lot of that study in that background as well. It's really, really interesting to me how a cell or an atom can like essentially disappear in one space and show up in another space and how there's, you know, one study that like transcended time in a way that was like a really beautiful example. And so David now goes around telling everybody about this study, like as if he's like knows the guy's whole life work, you know, (laughs) and I'm like, you listen to one chapter, but it was so powerful and so impactful, you know, just to hear like, wow, like even just to begin to like, let your mind be open to the idea of some of this, that like, wow, like, like you said, life could really be this simple and this fun and this beautiful. When I think so often we tell ourselves these stories of like, oh, well, you know, I can hear right now, even when you're talking with some of it, like, oh, yeah, of course she can do that. And of course she can manifest this, but I can't because X, Y, Z, right? Like I have kids. I don't have enough time. I don't, it takes money to make money. Like I can hear all those like stories and even for myself, like some maybe old patterns that would come up for me too. And so, yeah, I don't know. I think it's really 
it's just a beautiful invitation, like the life that you're living and the the work that you're doing to just invite people into experiencing life in a beautiful way. So thank you for what you do. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I think we're all in the process of opening up and expanding and awakening and just living differently. And no matter where you're at, no matter how harsh your reality may seem at the moment, it can change, but you've just got to, you've got to live 95% in your mind and 5% in your world. (laughs) And it's a commitment and it's hard work. It's simple. But it's very hard work. Tell me more. I mean, just practically, what does that look like? How does somebody do that? If they're like, ooh, I like the idea of that, but how do I do that? What would you say to that? Yeah. So I meditate for at least 30 minutes a day or an hour a day. And I literally create and see and live my life in my mind. So I picture myself meeting people. I picture myself on live streams. I picture myself welcoming new clients. I picture myself seeing numbers in my big account on my phone app. I picture investments just turning out really well for me because they can. I picture all of these things in my mind. I see them in my mind and I couldn't see things in my mind for a long time. So if you can't, don't freak out, but just sit with yourself for at least 30 minutes to an hour a day. It is the most important part of your day. If you adopt it, it will change everything for you. Again, it's so simple, but most people just don't do it because they're too busy. Mm-hmm. But this one thing a day, quieting your mind and just acting as if everything's working out for you, acting as if life is simple, acting as if the kids are, I mean, kids are so beautiful, even in their worst, you know, and there's beauty in all of it. So sitting with yourself, just 30 to an hour a day. If I catch myself throughout the day feeling blah or like unmotivated or just yucky. I know that my vibration's low. Mm-hmm. And so I know what to do to pick it back up. I will take a nap. I'll go for a walk. I'll do a spoken rant. Like I kind of demonstrated earlier. I will call someone in my family and tell them how much I love them. I will go out in the green and do yoga and look up at the sky. It sounds woo woo, but that's what I do. Yeah. And everything slowly changes. It's a process and it's a transformation and it's a journey. I mean, unless you want to do like ayahuasca, you might wake up in an instant. I've never done it, <laughs> but it does the same thing. Meditate for a year or go do ayahuasca. There you go. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. <laughs> there you have it, folks. Yeah. Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, is there anything else that is feeling like unsettled or that you feel like you want to offer to our community before we kind of wrap up? Just to start today, Hmm. like this is really good to listen to. And I'm sure if people are listening to this, they're like, oh my gosh, this sounds so nice. I I wish I could live my life like this. Like pick something practical out of what we've talked about and just start doing it today. Hmm. Even if it's 15 minutes in the morning where you just sit there quiet in your closet with the door shut Mm -hmm. or in the bathroom on the floor and you just breathe and you just be with yourself. Don't worry about anything. Don't think about anything. Just be and just start there. Start reading books, start understanding your mind, but like start today, you know, don't let another day go by where you don't understand yourself or at least embark on the journey of understanding who you are more deeply. Like so many people just don't even know who they are. And I mean, like you're a spirit living in a body, like that statement might freak you out, look into it, start studying it, start watching YouTube videos on this stuff, treat it like a a hobby. And I think just with your interest in a better life and looking at things and reading things and watching things, just with your interest alone, your world can't help but start to shift for you. 
And then it will build and it will build and it will build and it will build and it will build. And this is coming from a girl who is 19 years old and never, ever, ever could have imagined what I'm doing now. Never believed it was possible. Never even said the word like God. I thought I was an atheist when I was little. I didn't know what the heck to believe in. I didn't know how to believe. I didn't even know what it meant to have faith. And it was no one's fault. I just, I wasn't raised in a religious background. I went to church on Easter and like, that was it. I was very sciencey. I was very, I need to see it to believe it kind of girl. And so if that's you and you're like, I don't resonate, but it sounds good. Just start today with looking into it. And that's all you could do today. And the next day, the next day, the next day. And borrow your belief too. Yeah. <laughs> borrow my belief that this shit works. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Awesome. Well, where can people go to find you? Instagram would be the easiest, best way. It is just official Madison Rose. And you can send me a DM. I'm in my DM. DMs. <laughs> awesome. And I think you have a couple of free resources and trainings and I stuff do. as well. I do. I have so many free things. <laughs> <laughs> and Instagram is the best place to send them for all of that. Yep. Instagram is awesome. perfect. Easy, easy peasy. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. It was a joy and a pleasure to meet you and get to chat with you today. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast today, do us a favor and hit subscribe and then leave us a review. If you're looking for more, you can find us at almondleafstudios.com or on Instagram at almondleaf. Remember, you are enough. You are love. You are light and you are worthy simply because you exist.